Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another fabulous installment of Matt and Dennis, the Matt and Dennis podcast. My name is Matt Scarano. I'm one of your hosts, joined alongside, as always, by my dear friend and co-host from the Virginia studios, Mr. Dennis Vinci. Dennis, how you doing tonight? Happy Friday. I'm off work tomorrow. That's cool. So happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you. Uh, I'm doing stupendous. Matt, how could I not be? It's championship weekend in college football. Uh, UConn's made it a game at Fog Allen. It's a great sports night. Friday night, not usually a great sports night, but Pac-12 title game on right now, three-point game, close game with UConn and Kansas, two top five teams, and then a full slate starting at noon tomorrow. So how could I be upset? You know what I mean? And the Giants don't play. So I literally can't go down. And you have some financial investments. Hi, hi. I have some financial investment going on right now. I really need Purdue to pick up the pace here and uh, get an 11-point lead. They're only up by three, so that's fun. Uh, oh, no, now they're tied. That's wonderful. Um, Dennis, we are joined by, I believe, our first guest um, of this football season so far. He's been on the show before. We welcome him back. Unfortunately for our listeners, you can't see um, the – very kind gestures he's making on his uh, webcam here in the the Matt Dennis Zoom. Uh, Dom Costanzo from our Connecticut studios. Dom, welcome back to the show. How are you? I am good, man. How are you? Dom, this is an audio medium. They're not going to understand it. You just waited <laughs> like we were doing a video. Pleasure to be back, boys. It's been a couple of years. Yes, uh, yeah, I think it has actually. Well, let, let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, as I didn't know you were going to be on the show, so that's cool. But it makes sense because the Giants are on a bye, which again, Dennis, I said a very a very late bye, but feels like it came at a pretty decent time. Not the best, not the worst, pretty decent time. So that gives us time to talk about uh, little brother, uh, the New York Jets. Um, which is why we got our buddy Dom on the show. So Dom, we're gonna we're gonna cut to the chase and we'll we'll skip some Giants conversation for now. Um, let's talk Jets. Jets like the Giants, we have something in common. Suck. Both. Well, that too. I was gonna start on a more positive note. Uh, both fan bases, both teams came into the season expecting big things, expecting potential playoff runs or playoff returns, I should say. And then both teams crashed and burned really, really quickly. Obviously, the Giants, they get smoked and the injuries pile up. Daniel Jones can't get it going. Offensive line can't figure their crap out. And then the Jets, which I don't root for injuries by any means, but now Aaron Rodgers running out with the American flag has become a meme. Uh of almost using a sexual way of how long did you last? And it's Aaron Rodgers carrying the American flag out. And uh, then he's hurt, potentially for the entire season. We'll see. Um, but then the Jets bring in Zach Wilson, who was originally supposed to be the guy. Doesn't look terrible out the gate. And then he looks terrible out the gate. And now, or not out the gate, but shortly thereafter. And now they got, uh, what's his name, Boyle? It's the quarterback they benched Zach Wilson for, and he looks like crap too. Um, but your general thoughts as a diehard <laughs> Jets fan for for your most of your life. Uh, what were your thoughts going into the season? What are your thoughts now, and what went wrong? 
Oh, man. Well, I'm sure as any Jets fan would say, we finally had a quarterback that could play. So we had playoff hopes. I'm not going to go as far as Super Bowl, but playoff hopes with the legendary Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And uh, four plays in, I believe it was four plays in, gets hurt out for the year, potentially out for the year, I should say. Um, I never liked Zach Wilson. I think any one of us on this podcast probably might be better than him at quarterback. And Tim Boyle as well. But uh, I firmly believe if we had Aaron Rodgers as our QB, we'd be either leading the division or in a wild card spot right now. So our defense is elite. We're young. And we had good wide receivers. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, even Randall Cobb came over. But without a quarterback, none of those guys mean anything. So very disappointed. A couple follow-ups, and then I want to see if Dennis has anything to chime in on with this. But uh, what when you bring in Aaron Rodgers, obviously Aaron Rodgers is definitely like a me, me, me. Like, he he loves himself. There's no doubt about that. Like, he likes being the center of attention. He likes when he gets the headlines. So he goes from Green Bay, Wisconsin, to the Big Apple. And as the good old Frank Sinatra has once said, you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. And then he's in the, he, he's in the headlines and all that stuff. What what do you think for the Jets was the is the or I should say is the he's not dead. What is the ceiling of the Aaron Rodgers expectation for what he can do for the Jets when he comes back? Well, like realistically, like what what do Jets fans think is the real is this a you know maybe we can make the playoffs, we're gonna get the headlines and we'll be the focus in New York for a little bit, and that's about it? Or like what what is the honest, unbiased ceiling that the Jets have with their expectations for Aaron Rodgers had going in or have now uh I would say both had going in playoffs slash Super Bowl aspirations have now I don't think unless the Jets win their next two to three games which I doubt with Tim Boyle at quarterback but let's say they do that would bring us to seven and seven Aaron Rodgers gets cleared to play, let's say hypothetically, by Christmas Eve against the Redskins or Commanders, whatever they're called now. Do you start them? I say you do. But what worries me is our offensive line, which I'm sure if you watched the Jets-Giants game, our offensive line is trash. So I don't know. Do you risk it putting him in? Because if he gets hurt again, then he's done for good. Or do you wait till next year and let him heal even more? So... It's a toss-up. The Jets lose this week or whenever they play again. I say he should come in for one play, just like I believe Dan Orlovsky said on the first take or whatever it was, just to show that he came back from a torn Achilles in, what, 70-something days, which no one has ever done, and then take him out. But unless they win the next three, I say sit him the rest of the year. What are your thoughts on Rob Sala? Great coach. Great coach. I think – this year, not his fault. You can't – we brought in Hackett to run an offense around Aaron Rodgers. Then you go to Zach Wilson. Completely different scheme. So I don't blame the coaching staff for this atrocity of the season so far. But my real surprise is not starting Trevor Simeon, but instead starting Tim Boyle, who I believe only has three touchdowns in his entire NFL career. 
and his college stats are even worse. But back to you guys. Dennis, what do you got for Dom? Uh, do you really believe that there's a chance, even if it's, say, 1%, that Aaron Rodgers is going to play this year? Because that, to me, is just fast nine. If they win the next three and he's medically cleared, why not play him for the playoffs? I just don't – I think you're – you're going too far into this whole 21 day window that they open. They had to possibly practice. There've been guys that get cleared for this and they don't practice at all in those 21 days. They still, it's just the team opening it up that he is cleared for this first little section of, you know, practice, which will obviously be non-contact, which will just, he won't, I don't even think really be in full pads throwing the ball. This to me is Matt mentioned it, which I love Aaron Rodgers for all the COVID bullcrap that he spews on the McAfee show and the me, me, me. And the, I love Aaron Rodgers. I, I think he's awesome. I love everything about him because he's just an absolute dick and he knows it and he plays into it. Yep. But I think this is absolutely just a hype thing for this Jets team being like, hey, you're four and seven. You're in the hunt. You have a defense that can win you football games. You have a schedule that's not the most challenging. So here's a little bit of Christmas spirit for you, if you will, as we enter the first weekend of December. I'm clearing myself to possibly come back and practice. I don't think he actually practices once. I don't think... He did. I, I believe he did already. There's not a, video a whole on legit practice. Yeah, I'm almost... If I could pull it up, I think uh, he was throwing and... Backdropping and all that good stuff. Practice. In shorts or in yes. sweatpants? Sweat, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not that's not what I'm calling practicing. Anybody can do that. I can go to Jets camp and do that right now. <laughs> and I huh. might look just as nimble. I I well, agree with, look. I think his ego will get him to start. I don't think if he's cleared, he's not gonna not want to play. Oh, I hundred percent think it's the the ego. He wants to be this guy, this story. The tear first guy to ever. Air your Achilles on September yeah. 11th. And we are uh, 11 weeks. I'm trying to do like the math. 70 something, 70 something days. Yeah. Like Three he months. wants this story. He wants to come back at the end of this month and get on the field. Assuming that the Jets are still in playoff contention. Just, to, just so he can say that he did that he's done this. I don't think this anything is actually real. I don't think that he even has a prayer of playing in an actual football game this did you year. See, did you see on the Pat McAfee show? People are trying to say he never really fully tore it. I don't know who these people are. I don't know who they are, but he was talking about it. Pat McAfee asked him, like, "What do you think about the people that say that you didn't really tear your Achilles?" I mean, who, yeah, who know? We don't, we haven't gotten like actual medical reports. We only get what the reporters are given from the team, I guess, when the team gets their diagnosis back from the doctors, I, you know, and I don't know yeah. what they have to share or what they can withhold. I don't really know how any of that works, but it's possible that maybe he went in there and it's a partial tear. It's a, oh, this looks better that this can be rehabbed quicker I don't, you know who the hell knows but which is what's leading to him already being on the field taking some dropbacks 
even a month to almost two months ago at this point when he showed up at the Meadowlands and he was on the field yeah. throwing passes. I don't think anyone that tears their Achilles, normal human. Well, he had that new surgery, walked. I guess. Yeah, I know, but I just think you would you would be off of it for weeks, months, like I. But professional athlete built a little bit different. You know, I'm, yeah. I don't really qualify it in any of that. Like it's a. Let's say you're the you're the you're Joe Douglas. Aaron Rodgers goes down. All right, you roll with Zach Wilson. Who do you sign as a free agent? There were so many options. That's what I don't get. We had a good enough defense. You had so many free agents, guys you could trade for like Kirk Cousins, Josh Dobbs. I'll even say free agents Cam Newton and whoever else was available. But you go with Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle. I. What I think you there were, there were, there were pro- I would have done exactly what the Jets did. This is a lost year. Let's see if we can go out and win enough games with this offense. But to what you said, the offensive line is still a real issue. That's the worst I think and, I've ever seen. You know, you have an what could become an elite running back, what could become a, an elite number one wide receiver in this league, and Garrett. He's already a number one, but an elite level yeah. number one in Garrett Wilson. He's got some okay guys around him on the field. The defense is otherworldly, elite, and it sucks for Jets fans that they had to basically waste this year. But yeah, I just don't. Well, I, wouldn't you? Look wouldn't you have tried Josh Dobbs a few di- on Monday Night Football? Wouldn't you have tried? Like, I think his magical run is kind of over, and I don't wouldn't know have... if, why would you want to trade assets for just this year? You've thrown all your eggs into the Aaron Rodgers basket. Well, don't just well, go and about... give away possible future picks, capital, players, whatever it might be, for this year to do what? Well, what about the free Let's be honest, agents? When we get to the playoffs, Dom, I don't think you're that much, but your defense <laughs> and then with, you know, a quarterback that's not Aaron Rodgers could potentially go into Arrowhead, into Baltimore, hell, possibly Buffalo, depending on how okay. the out. What about all these free agents? I'm looking at Nick Foles. Uh, at the maybe time, Carson... guys out. Maybe there's good. Maybe they called guys and they didn't want it. Maybe they so. Maybe they got some film and eh. Look, Nick yeah, Foles but... had a big dick moment. We all know it. Big dick Nick winning a Super Bowl, coming out of nowhere after Carson Wentz, who was an MVP candidate, breaks his leg or whatever in L.A. He had his moment, but he's been pretty pretty awful since then. So it's not like agreed. If I could, if I could shift gears just for a second, Don, I want to keep it with the Jets, but I also want to explore the division a little bit better. Yeah. These are my thoughts on the division as a whole. Yeah, obviously, the last 10, 15 years, up until the last couple of years, it was the Patriots, and that's yeah. it was the Patriots East, and then a couple other teams are yep. in that division as well that nobody <laughs> cares about. Now the Patriots are are staring at a long, painful rebuild um which i think everyone would argue would would say is completely fair considering their run that they had mm-hmm. uh, the patriots have now hit the other side of that and their fans are going to spend the next however many years looking at videos of tom brady hoisting the trophy and remembering those days because they're not seeing those again for for a long long time um yeah. You get a team, the Buffalo Bills, that seemingly take that spot from the Patriots, and they become the leader, the leader in the group. They still 
have much of that successful team intact, but it's kind of seeming like the window for the Bills to go on a deep platform to win a Super Bowl is closing very quickly because now you got Miami hot on their heels uh, to take that first place AFC East position, not this year, just in, in the next few years to be the top team in the division. Mm-hmm. The Jets, you could argue in the offseason and in training camp and preseason, could battle with Buffalo and Miami. But yeah, yeah I see it. You feel free to agree or disagree with me. The Buffalo window is closed. I don't think Buffalo is going to win a Super Bowl in the, the coming years. I think that window has closed. Josh Allen's still a great quarterback. He's going to continue to be a great quarterback. But payroll, all that stuff, uh, I think that the time has come and gone for Buffalo, unfortunately. I think the time is coming for the Miami Dolphins. I think that window is beginning to open for them, whereas the Buffalo yeah. closing, the Patriots window, they've had their time in the spotlight. That's going to be gone for a long time. And the Jets are kind Just remember, of the- not to like fully interject here, but with Miami, they're on the fraud list so far, quote-unquote fraud list. If it wasn't for Denver's miraculous second half here, they haven't beaten a team with a winning record. So, Dennis, you take teams – you put teams on and off your list every other week. So, again – I'm just saying that's a legit stat. They have not beat outside of Denver, who is now 6-5, and five, I think. You can't – You can't deny – The Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. But you can't – my point being, though, you can't deny that they are headed for the driver's seat in that division. I don't I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, who who is? And, and Dom, you're the Jets fan. Who, who yeah. who's in the driver's seat and who's taking the driver's seat? For me, it's the Miami Dolphins. I still think it's Buffalo. And I don't just mean specifically this Buffalo, year. Buffalo, I think, is just having a rough stretch. I mean this year. I mean next year. I mean the year after that. Yeah, right. I know. I know. I know. Next year, next year, you could throw all three: Jets, Dolphins, Bills, because Dan Rogers will be back. So who who knows? I think I think you years. will. I think that's what people talked about this year. It was all three. But it was what will we get from Miami? Obviously, a very explosive offense. We still don't know what we'll get from the Jets. Aaron Rodgers think, was still really good in Green Bay, but those last couple of years, Green Bay sucked. So, and we watched there. We watched that window close as Matt is alluding to. You know, Miami, a couple more pieces on defense now. You know, I'll give Miami credit since Jalen Ramsey has come back, and they've basically given him like a Revis Island over there. Yeah. Their defenses look better. Still got to prove it by beating a team with a winning record, but I'm just saying. I think we, when Aaron Rodgers comes back, we'll get a couple of years, at least three. Three is three is max, I would say. Because he said he wants to play. He, he said he wants to play until 45, maybe. But even even Tom Brady, who I think you might argue, I mean, Rodgers is probably a better quarterback, but he's. We're going to start to see him lose a step, and we watched. Tom Brady not so gracefully do that. The Bucks were not very good last year. Yeah. And you can't argue that their defense was it was fine and he had weapons up the wazoo. Yeah. And the Bucks were not good. Well, speaking of and he was fraud. not playing in a division like the AFC East. Well, speaking of frauds and keeping it in the AFC East. Do you think Bill Belichick is a fraud of a coach? No. Because he has done nothing since Brady left. Look at who he's nothing. had as quarterback. But he's done nothing before. He's done nothing after. So did Brady really make Belichick the coach he is? Or do you think 
Belichick is still one of the greatest coaches. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a trade-off. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl. He's a great quarterback. If he had yeah. a better coach throughout his career, he probably had more. If he took less money, like Brady did, he would have had more players. Maybe. But now he's got a lot of money. He's got one ring. Yeah, he does. What does that dog think about it? She's a big Jets fan. Oh, look at that tail. Tom, what's the dog's name? Rose. I can't hear you. Talking to the mic. Rose. Would, would the dog be able to hear me if I say its name? Rose. Yeah. Turn over to Rose. Hey, Rose. Oh. What is happening on this podcast? Anyway, shifting focus back. Matt, I want to ask you. If you were Joe Douglas, GM of the Jets, would you have not have gone out and gotten a veteran free agent quarterback to save the season? Or would you have rolled with Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle as quarterback? To be honest, I probably would have rolled with Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle. Reason being... Uh, similar to the Giants situation. The Giants could have done something. They had Tyrod Taylor, and then he got hurt, and they could have went for a free agent quarterback and instead stuck with their third-string Tommy DeVito because I think the, the thing is – thank you, Dennis. I think the thing is, you know what? Tommy DeVito plays well. You got a good backup quarterback for next year. Maybe you get some wins. Maybe there's a freaking prayer again, a wild-card spot. If not, you lose, and a third-string plays like a third-string, and then you get good draft picks. But you played your guys. You didn't spend money to go get someone to maybe get your 500. So I think it's the same thing with the Jets. Zach Wilson was their guy at one point. He came in his first game the after Rodgers went down. Zach Wilson played pretty well. So Jets fans are like, okay, maybe this is the time for Zach Wilson. Now the Jets have a better team built around him than when he first got here. If Zach Wilson does well, he gets us to the playoffs. Hurrah, hurrah. If he doesn't play well then the Jets are in a spot to get a, a decent draft spot for next year. Yeah. So I think the Wait. Jets and Giants are similar this year in that regard, where they were like, we're going to gamble that our guys can do something decent for us this year. And if they don't, we get better draft position. It's a win-win situation. What would you do? Let's say Zach Wilson was playing good. We were winning. We're right in the playoff hunt, either for the division or the wild card. Aaron Rodgers gets cleared by Christmas Eve. Do you throw him back in there, or do you roll with, let's say, I guess Tim Boyle because he's the quarterback now? If you have a if you have a realistic shot at the wild card and Aaron Rodgers wants to go, which to both of your points, his ego would not let him not do it um, because he needs to be the headline. You absolutely throw him in there because, I mean, you look at some of the best Giants seasons, some of the the, the Super Bowl season where the Giants were not a great team. They were not a bad team. They were a wild card team, got hot at the right time. Yeah. And then you went on a tear and won a bunch of road games in the playoffs. So you never know. That's like that's like the 2009 and 10 Jets, same same shit. Wild card team, 9 and 7, ran the table, made it to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, that's and and I mean I I think I think Jets brass depending on what the Jets record is at that point would say no because we can come back next year. We can get some decent draft. We can put some weapons around you, blah, 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 blah. But then Aaron Rodgers will say, no, I want to play because I'm on the McAfee show tomorrow morning and I got to talk shit to all my haters and and all the people. I, that, think, I, think Dennis, I think Dennis might know. I think if Aaron Rodgers plays a certain amount of games 
or whatever. We don't have to give up a second round or first draft pick to Green Bay or something like that. So maybe that might be a factor as well. That I don't – it wasn't a trade, was it? It was part of a trade where if Aaron Rodgers starts X amount of percentage of the games or whatever, the Jets give up like a first rounder. And if they don't, then they give up a different round pick. Or certain amount like of games that. this year or yeah. in, in total? I think this year. That I mean that I don't know anything about the contract or whatever. Dom, what are um what that are... would be incredibly petty, by the way, if you thought about like Aaron Rodgers should not care about that. But if Aaron Rodgers had the thought of now, if I get on the field, this team that I'm currently playing for doesn't have to give away any draft capital to the team I used to play for, and I can't stand them, and that would be incredibly petty. <laughs> well, if he does come back next year, the Jets I think have a away game in Green Bay against the Packers. So. I'm sure it'll be um, on Sunday night, and we'll all have to suffer and watch it. Tom, what are your um, as a Jets fan? What are your general thoughts on how the season is shaped up for the New York Giants? Giants. Um, part of me wants to say last year was a fluke because they had an easier schedule. Part of me wants to say you gave too much money to Daniel Jones. That's like Pat Mahomes type money. But flip side, I think you have a good core if you keep Barkley and parts of your defense aren't bad. Your defense isn't terrible. But you have an O-line way better than ours. But my question would be, do you fire your coach at the end of the year or do you give him one more chance because your quarterback got hurt? You don't listen to this podcast, Tom, do you? Sometimes I do. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. Our, our own families don't listen to it, but I don't listen to it. Yeah, no, we. You're, we, in, it. You're in it. Matt, I, to it. I listen to it to see what we can improve on for the following week. But to, no. I think if you, I think if your quarterback never got hurt, things might be a little, little different. Would you have beaten us? Probably not. But what do you mean, probably not? Probably not. We, if Barkley doesn't fall down on that one play, the game is over and we win. <laughs> no, if your kicker made that field goal, you win. That too. Any number of things. You guys didn't have a first down until the, like the end of the first, fourth quarter. That's when Zach Wilson starts to play the last six minutes of the game. Yeah. Um, there's no way no way Brian Dable gets fired. And if you're a Giants fan that wants that, you just don't know ball. Um, simple. Don't know ball. Um, I, I, would, I wouldn't fire. I think it's because of all the injuries you had that your record is what it is. I, that guy, I full heart, I, I wholeheartedly believe that 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 guy is is the guy to get us back into. I'm not going to say the promised land. I'm not going to go that far, but to to get us in, into winning mode again. It's going to take a while because again, me and me and Dennis said a, a hundred times like a broken record last year. The Giants were ahead of schedule, and that season probably set up some unrealistic expectations, and that's why Giants fans have been so upset at how this season has transpired, but the rebuild is, is still, is still on with this new regime. So I, yeah, no, you're, you're a freaking idiot. If you think, if you're a I don't think that, no, I'm not saying you. Yeah. He's not singling. I'm saying, I'm saying you're a freaking idiot. If you're a giants fan, you know, like after this year, get rid of Brian Dable. Uh, what if like Jim Harbaugh is available? That's, no, thank you. Hard pass. I'm okay. 
Oh, I had to ask because Bears apparently Bears fans really want him. people saying they want Bill Belichick to come back to New York. I'm like, nah. I mean, the, the Bears should want him. <laughs> that yeah. organization's been a dumpster fire for decades. Dumb. Um, uh, I want to get back to football, but while while we brief you, briefly have you here, um, how much did you sweat during the baseball playoffs uh, with the Phillies going on their run? Not much at all because I knew they weren't going to win the World Series. I was so confident. When, so when they're up on the Arizona Diamond, you, you and you and Chris Mad Dog Russo. I didn't think they were going to make. Even if they did make it, I think whoever won the AL was going to make it win it regardless. <laughs> Which I was hoping would be Dusty Baker. Of, of, of course, you were rooting for the Houston Astros, Dom. That's the least shocking thing I've ever heard in my life. Of course, not the are. Astros, Dusty Baker. Yeah. That's that's the least shocking thing I've heard all day. Dusty. Well, look, I mean, Matt, you brought up baseball. I'm kind of glad you brought up baseball because I wanted to ask a baseball question because we have another infamous group chat. It's usually our video game group chat featuring Dom, the great Greg Castelli, the Italian stallion, Steven Salvo, he who shall not be named members of the other infamous group chat. And we go back and forth here. There is some sports talk that dabbles into it. Luis Severino signs a one year deal. With the Mets leaves the Yankees. Congratulations, take him. But Dom, obviously don't listen to this podcast much, but there's zero excitement for the Yankees going forward from Matt and I. I'm completely checked out. I watched an entire game by one entire game last year, like from start to finish, just one. Because I yeah. just don't. I know yeah. exactly how the season's going to shape up. And last year was a complete and utter train wreck. It was not exciting at all. We we have a Cy Young pitcher who literally won the Cy Young this year, but that couldn't get me to watch this team because I know, I know what the what end. About, is. What about what about? I mean, you're a Mets fan, Dom, and you're all in on Uncle Steve. Uncle I am Steve all in. pockets this and blah 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 blah. Oh, yeah. high risk, low or high reward. Low risk, high low risk, high reward for Luis Severino. Even yeah. though that risk is thirteen million dollars, that's not exactly. Pocket change. Pocket because Uncle Steve's pockets are deep. Why not? Exactly. Why the consistent optimism for a team that you have been let down by year after year in your existence? You've gone, <laughs> you've seen them in, in two World Series, both yep. losses. And I, I I question if you have any sort of excitement heading into next year. If we get Yamamoto and a couple other guys. Couple other guys. We're gonna get Diaz. Diaz is coming back. Francisco Alvarez is young and playing really well. But I think before we sign any free agents, we have to extend Peter Monta. There's no reason why we should not give him a blank check. He's hit 40 plus home runs in and all he also his years. That's all right. Okay. He's a homegrown talent, fan favorite. You you extend the guy. Give him seven years, 250 mil. It's nothing to Uncle Steve. Sign him first. Worry about the rest. But what I was really upset about is Billy Epler, the former GM, firing Buck Showalter and then resigning the next day. I think that was the wrong one. I think Buck should have got one more shot. He had a 101-win season. This year, injuries, they traded away like the whole team. 
but he still kept us relatively competitive. Not a big fan of Carlos Mendoza from the Yankees, um, but we'll see. You have to be optimistic, though, I guess. I don't know. It's just... Do you? Like, if the Yankees signed Soto and Shohei, or one of the two, would you not be excited? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> what did Juan Soto do in the playoffs past year? Where were the what Dodgers? About, what about Shohei? Also, you have to understand. I don't think they're going to sign both of them. <laughs> no, one. So let's say they signed just Shohei. Would you be excited? I don't know. I don't I think he, it wouldn't get me excited because then it just, we revert. Uh, one, one guy isn't going to fix the Yankees. And two, which just reverts back to 2009. Okay, here comes Sharon Sabathia. Boom, World Series. And since then, it's been. I think your biggest problem is you got to get rid of Brian Cashman. Yeah, yeah, we, no, we, think, we think so too. We also think Aaron Boone should have be gone. Both of them should have been let go two but years. Yes, they're yes men, so that's why they. Dom, Dom, I've said it a million times in the show. Yes, no pun intended. That is exactly. Come on, keep doing that so I can send it to the group chat. Do the do this <laughs> one. Do this one. Oh, finish what you were saying first. No, but that's exactly why they're there because Aaron Boone will do whatever the front office tells them to. Brian Cashman. Exactly. They're long enough that he will do whatever the front office tells them to. And the reason why I would not like, sure, if 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 they announce right now at eleven ten p.m. while we're recording this that Shohei Otani is going to be a Yankee, sure, I'll be ecstatic for t- tonight. I'll probably be ecstatic tomorrow through the whole weekend. But then I know the eventual late February Shohei Otani tweet something now needs more attention, and it, his opening game with the Yankees is going to be delayed. It might be delayed two weeks. Maybe we'll see him middle, end of April. And then July comes around and he shows up, plays for a month, has some good moments there. Oh, nope, now he's injured another two weeks. He's on the 10. It's kind of like Stanton. That's why I was, you that's like literally where I was going with that. He's in the 10 day DL uh, or 10 day IR, whatever you call it, next to John Carlos Stanton. It's going to be the same thing. And if Shoei Otani doesn't sign you, it's going to be, it's going to be Juan Soto. And then it's going to get to the end of February. Oh, and well. keep in mind, Shohei is not going to get come any cheaper than 500 mil. Like Juan Soto was at Yankees spring training and then tweaked something while he was stretching. Don't worry, Yankees fans. It should only be a month. We'll see him by the end of April. July comes around. Juan Soto's there. Now he's next to Stan. We, we know how the freaking drill works with the stupid team. It's so predictable. I know your pain because the Mets will sign all these guys like they did last year. I was pumped. Scherzer, Verlander. Whoever else they signed, they get one gets hurt, one's out for a month, this and that. So I know, I know the pain. But I mean, Scherzer got his ring this year, though. He did. Um, Dennis and myself want the Yankees to do well because one, it's a team we care about. Two, it makes the podcast more entertaining. Three, it's another sport we get to watch. But when you, when, when me and Dennis do a podcast that we don't make ten cents off of, and we know this team better than they know themselves. And we know exactly what's going to happen year after year. The entire the entirety of the Matt Dennis podcast, Matt Scarano and Dennis Vinci have predicted exactly how the season ends. Every well, single let me let me ask, let me ask you a question. You you just got hired as GM of the Yankees. What's your first move? I was going to say fire Brian Cashman, but I guess he's already gone and found the GM of the Yankees. You're the GM. Firing, I'm firing Aaron Boone. Okay, who do you go sign? Do you sign? $600 million Shohei Otani? Uh, no. No, I don't. 
because I don't think he, I don't even think he could pitch next year. I don't think I don't think you sign Shohei Otani because he's going to want like an eight plus year deal, and him pitching and hitting, he's not going to be as star as he is eight years from now, and you're going to be stuck paying. And crap. he can't. I, I believe he's not even pitching next year because of the surgery he just had. I would if I was GM of the Yankees, and this will still get some heat from Dennis, and I'm not saying I'd absolutely do it. I would at least, I would at the very least consider shipping Garrett Cole. I would at the very least consider it for what? A lot. To who? Like who would? Do you have anyone in mind? Would you put him in the Juan? Would you put him in the Juan Soto deal? Well, I mean, is Soto a free agent? No, he's on the team for another year. That would be interesting. That I mean, if you if you're trading Garrett Cole for Juan Soto, that's they're gonna try to consider that like an even trade. Because last I heard, I saw it on Instagram, SNY. They want all these Yankee prospects plus a couple other Michael King, the reliever, I think his name is. Garrett Cole right now is in his prime on a shit team. He 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 put up amazing numbers on a team that was going nowhere fast. So if you can if you can ship Garrett Cole. And get some capital and get some players that are some starting pitching that's serviceable, not Cy Young worthy, but serviceable. I, I would I would consider that. I you trade Stanton, you trade Stanton too? 36 million a year. No one, no one wants Stanton. You release do you release him and eat the money? Stanton would have to be included in some type of trade, and the Yankees are gonna have to eat that contract. They're gonna have to be paying the bulk of the money, much like when the Yankees acquired him. And they were paying what Miami gave him to take yeah. him off their hands. They're just going to have to pay him even more. So you just you bite that bullet and you take it. It's the same. Look, even a couple of years ago, I was all in on wanting Corey Seager. Why didn't the yeah. Yankees go and get Corey Seager? And now look what he just did this past year for the Rangers. Now, maybe the shortstop problems are solved. Anthony Volpe looks like he should be, you know, a legit cornerstone of this organization for the next 10 12 years hopefully stays healthy but you need the pieces around and like what matt said you get these guys they're gonna get hurt they're gonna get a, a tweak blah 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 i don't even see that i see him coming and hitting 50 homers driving in 130 runs and then october rolls around and they're batting 110 and they can't get on base that's well, you're... that's the biggest problem that the yankees have we watched aaron judge have one of the best regular seasons for and it, meant nothing, and it meant nothing. That very offseason, we had us on this very podcast questioned whether let him go to let him go to San Fran. Let him go, let him take his money. We don't need it. Like, you know, we don't want that. He's we look at him the way you look at Alonzo with the Mets, yeah. but I'm sorry, it's not there's a reason guys like, and he's the biggest name, but Derek Jeter are beloved by fans in this city, this team. It's because he did it when it mattered. The Yankees have expectations of getting to not just the playoffs, but the World Series. That's I'm sorry that's the situation that we're in, but if you can't perform and push comes to shove, then anybody right, can so you're, the regular season. We've seen a lot what, of them. What would be the first move you'd make as GM? Well, that, on, 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 player-wise, player-wise. I would not hate Juan Soto coming, but I am not trading my farm system. That's the Yankees' biggest problem. They they just have no no depth to go back in the in their minor league system 
and find guys. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I mean, we talk crap about them so much. The Houston Astros are a perfect blue, blueprint example of how to do things. They've let go all see. of their major studs even after they built this team, and they still had guys to come in and replace them. Did you see um... talent acquisition? It's down to a very fundamental level in the Yankees organization and finding young talent and growing them, developing them. And the Yankees so far you can't see... do that. Did you see uh, the Padres? Um, um, to your to your point, if if I wasn't the GM and I was involved in the Yankees front office instead of being GM, you know what I would do? And I'm very curious what Dennis would think about this. There is a certain uh, uh, individual that is uh, uh, hired by the uh, just by Major League Baseball as a consultant. Joe uh, Torrey. That I would bring in. No, not Joe Torrey. That I would bring in as GM of the Yankees. And I would pay this guy out the freaking wazoo. You have a name? Theo Epstein? Bingo. I would bring Theo Epstein in there. Or Billy Bean. Hey, pay him. So what better way to, one, get your team back to prominence, and two, stick it to the Red Sox? Yeah. Did you see this mock this mock trade? Padres are asking the Yankees for uh, Michael King, Drew Thorpe. Drew Thorpe and four to five more prospects for Juan Soto. They're also desiring salary relief for Trent Grisham from the Yankees in addition to relief for Juan Soto. And see, here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. I would not take that trade, but Brian Cashman would because he's so desperate and does not know how to run a team at this point. Because what's is me and Dennis talk about this all the time. And guys like Hugh shall not be named. Want want trades like that and diehard Yankees fans where the Yankees are their number one team throughout the year. They want those kind of trades because it can take you potentially if, if your if your team is healthy, it could take you potentially from being a non-playoff team to at the very least a playoff team potentially overnight or in one season. But yeah. I've always been in agreement that the Yankees have been trying that for years whether it be signing offensive players or pitchers, and it has not worked. My, has, my biggest thing is don't so they trade. Need to, they need to pause. They need to – I, I don't – I would love Juan Soto. I agree with Dennis on that. But I don't agree with getting rid of our, our best prospects, some of which were the only reason the Yankees had some type of chance in hell at making the playoffs this past year in the first place because we gave up on the year sometime in the middle of August – we brought in all the young guns, and they played really well, and they gave the Yankees a fighting chance at the playoffs. So now we're going to give up on them. We're going to give up on the guys that are in the farm system to get Juan Soto so he can get hurt in February and miss half the season, just like every other big-name free agent we bring in does. I'm not on board with that. I, I'm, I'm not. I would love Juan Soto in pinstripes. Don't get me wrong. But – there has to come a time, and Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we've always been in agreement on this, at least the last couple of years. I'm not willing to do that. I'm, I'm well, obviously not making the decisions, but I want I want as much capital the Yankees have. I want to keep our farm system intact, and I want to see this process through. But Brian Cashman hates the Yankee fans right now, and the Yankee fans hate him. So he wants to stick it to them. And show the front office that he's still capable of the job. 
So well, my thing, my what thing I is, want, it's not going to happen. Well, it might happen because let's say you don't trade for him next year. At the end of next year, he's a free agent. I wouldn't trade away prospects and half my team unless you knew that he was going to resign. So I would wait till the end of the year, let him go wherever he wants. He'll be a free agent, then try to get him without trading your farm. Dennis, what are your thoughts on what I just said? Or me. I, I agree with I, you. Or what I, I, I agree with what Dom just said. It's it's true. He's going to be a free agent. If this you trade happens, you have to assume that the extension comes with it. You're not le- you're not letting him enter free agency next year. He's coming and he is signing an extension right away. Because, but I don't know. You know, you you enter the open market and then who knows? And it, it then you put the pressure on him too. Soto's going to have to come out and be Juan Soto. Not he's going to have to perform if he wants. Can he to perform? Get Can he, he perform? That around or near three hundred, he's going to have to hit thirty plus homers. It, He's going to have to stay healthy and be on the field for 130, 40 games or whatever it might be. He doesn't do that. He's not going to get paid. So there's risk reward for both there. But I I don't know. It, it seems the more and more I see that Yamamoto is going to be a Yankee. That's it might fine. be a Met. Reports are saying he might be a Met. Okay. I don't care where he goes. I don't know who this freaking guy is. Evidently, he's a World Baseball Classic guy. That's where we got the hype from. I had not heard of him. Until this offseason. And he's good friends with Kodai. He's good friends with Kodai Senga. I don't know who that is. That's the Mets pitcher from Japan. The one they got last year? Yes. Okay. Great. I don't know. It's interesting. Let's say you don't land Shohei or Juan. Who are you trying to go after? I don't know who they want to go after. I know Brian Cashman has to make a splash this offseason. To what Matt said, I think if if you go this offseason... And the Yankees roll out the same team next year. And I wonder what expectations might even be. Especially in that division, I you assume the Red Sox are going to get a little bit better. Toronto's great. Baltimore is obviously on the rise. They are entering a window where they could be the favorites for that division. And then Tampa. I will never count Tampa out because they they always find a way to perform. So it's one of the toughest divisions in baseball. And the Yankees roll out the same team as last year. Your main focus. Sorry, I don't. Be, I don't see where they win more than eighty games. Your main focus should be trying to beat the Astros. It doesn't even have to be the Astros. I know that. Yeah, sure, fine. They're the like. I saw the, something on. The crap, I saw something on Twitter, but it's not even that. They have to get to. They have to just get to a World Series. That'll be a success. But you have to get through the Astros is what I'm saying. They might not have to. I don't think they. I don't think they'll have to. Um, gentlemen, we could move on from the cool. from last the- last thing about the Yankees. Would you yeah. trade Rizzo and move Judge to first base? I don't think. I don't think Anthony Rizzo is a Yankee by this time next year. Do you I, trade? Do you make Aaron Judge your first baseman? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I, I I I'll disagree with Dennis briefly. I think Anthony Rizzo is a Yankee next year, um, and then that'll be that. Um, I said this time next year. I think he gets traded during the season. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I I think he'll be a Yankee. Um, Opening day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to move on and get us uh, to picks. I'll give Dennis the floor to do the intro uh, here for a second. Um, Just our last segment? While we have Dom here, um, I just want to push his buttons a little bit and 
Just I do have a question. Up. I do have a question for you before you push my buttons. All right, what's your question? For Dennis, too. Browns, Dorian Thompson's hurt. Joe Flacco's making a comeback, starting for the Browns. What do you think he's going to do this week? I'm not answering this question. The question has been voided. All right. Um, before, before, <laughs> before, you know what, an old man, Dom. 200, 200 plus yards and at least one touchdown is my guess. You know, an hour ago, you said 210 and two tutties. All right, fine. Two ten. Bring down the numbers a little bit. When two ten interceptions? Maybe two. One pick. One pick. One pick. One pick. Okay. Wind is blowing. I want a sack fumble, and the Rams take it back for a tutty. Anyways, Matt, Matt, push my buttons. Um, I want to push your buttons and let you know that as far as the NBA goes and the NBA in Florida, there's a new sheriff in town, baby. Okay. The Orlando freaking Magic. Nine straight wins, 14 and five. Look the F out. We are back. Yeah, right. The 14 and five, nine straight wins. Look out for this team. We Matt, look good. And they're fun to watch. Holy yeah, hell. We, the fucking, the heat, the heat. Man, yeah, so three the family eight. podcast, the family podcast. Beep. The heat have made. Three of the last four finals. So when you make the playoffs, then you could talk. Make the playoffs windows first. Opening. It's a it's a podcast of windows. Speaking of the NBA, did you see uh, the Pistons went zero and fifteen in the month of November? They're two and seventeen right now. Seventeen. Matt, where do you, realistically, as a Magic fan, where do you see them finishing one through ten? Since seven through ten is the play. Well. Before the season started, I thought they would get a seven, seven or eight. But the way they're playing, the way this team is clicking, and they're healthy, do you think they can keep it up? Though, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it, if they're healthy, yes. That, that's the that that will be the key. If they're if they're healthy, they can get a top five seed. Okay, uh, I would love to see a Miami Magic showdown playoffs. It's, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I would fly down for that. I would fly down for that. Next time we play the Heat is Wednesday, December 20th in Orlando. Maybe I'll fly down. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I mean, it'd be a Wednesday, so I have to work the next morning. But um, anywho, um, we got Dom on here. We got a special guest for the picks. Uh, so we talked NBA. Let's get right to it. Oh, and sorry about your Orlando uh, soccer team. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's been a <laughs> Um, Dennis, cue the music. Take it. And it feel peace. With my hand. It's been too long, Matt. I, what have we gone? Nearly a month without doing picks on this on this program. Feels good. Feels right. Uh, if you're new to the program, obviously we pick our teams from the area of which we hail from. That would be the New York Football Giants, New York Jets. New England Patriots. Dominic Costanzo, is that the uh, is that the Columbus Blue Jackets logo that you have tattooed on your chest? There? I think it's the American, American flag, flag, man. Old Glory flying above Dom's nipple. American flag. Jesus. That looks like... It's not Jesus. Could be. You should get Jesus on there. I will. But anyways, <laughs> back to Dennis. Back to Dennis, Stephen A. Smith, dude. Sorry, Dennis. Get to bro- brother. I, I I hate to say this. All right, sorry, Dennis. Back to Molly Corner. 
Well, so, so I'm a chick. That's what we're doing. It's 2023. Holy care. <laughs> okay. Not touching it. Moving on. Uh, we picked the three teams from which we hail from. The Giants on a bye this week, so we had to add in an extra game this week. Mateo makes a pick, obviously. And Dom gets to choose a game. Dom, we're starting with your game because it's classic. I think if I was going to look at the NFL lineup of this week's games, what's a game that Dom would pick? It would be this game. But at the same time, it's kind of intriguing, and I'll be very interested to see where the peanut gallery uh, lines up on this one. The Carolina Panthers, minus five at Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, Dom, we can start with you. Let me go with the Bucks. <laughs> I think Baker has a good game. And obviously the Panthers were, what, one ten? They just fired their coach. They did. So I see the Bucks winning that game. I'd, I'd really like to take Carolina here, but I'm I'm going to go with Baker. I'm going to roll with Baker. <laughs> I've liked, I've talked about this a couple weeks ago. Really trust him. He's let me down when I've actually backed him. But So, know. plus, if Buccaneers win, if I'm not mistaken, they're only a game out of first. Yeah, they are still. That division is up for grabs. Uh, that ugly division. Yeah, I mean, the but honestly, the NFC is a crapshoot. Once you get past Dallas, who will obviously be in the playoffs, Seattle will probably get the next spot. After that, <laughs> who the hell knows? Do you have a team? Do you have a team that's currently under five hundred that you see making the playoffs in the NFC? Are the Here. Packers still under five hundred? All Giants. Yeah, New York Giants. You know what I saw, which is crazy? I was watching the McAfee show today, and they put up the AFC playoff picture. I don't know who they were talking about. But for some reason, NFL.com, in their playoff hunt thing, still has the Patriots at a measly, what are they, 2-8? 2-9, two and right? 2-8. Two and... Two and no. Two, whatever the hell. They have two wins. They're still they're on the graphic for being in the hunt, because evidently they're only two games back of all the the bevy of teams that are four and seven. There is only four teams in the NFC that are above five hundred. Two of them are in the NFC East. Just so I'm on just so I'm on record, I, I agree with you guys. Greatest division of football. I take the Bucks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Matt the move. Nice. Also, Dom, I just uh, I just. Looked down at my phone and got the official invite on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I don't know if you've seen this, that there's going to be an unofficial North Haven High School reunion. No, I have not seen it. Is this really happening? That's what you texted us? Yes. I'm not going to say who invited me because I just don't want to put her on the her name on the show. But uh, I don't even know who this is. I was invited uh, by a former... Uh, so... Lover. <laughs> All right, fellas, no, moving on. No, no, I just want to say something. No, no but yeah, there's yeah. apparently going to be a North Haven live Matt and Dennis podcast at the uh, North Haven High School reunion. From the uh, media room with Donna Darcy. Oh, it should be there. While we watch Cash Cab. Good time. Anyways, Dennis, continue on. We'll probably have to get like DVDs of Cash Cab. I don't think it's on TV anymore. Give uh, that dude some more royalties. Heading to England. The Chargers, minus five and a half against the Patriots. Uh, I'm all over the Chargers. Why would I'm you take Chargers? Yep. It'll probably be a game that you watch and New England keeps it close and somehow the Chargers mess it up because that's what the Chargers do and 
Staley just wants to get fired. Austin Eckler almost looks like he's hurt. He barely, sometimes barely even looks like he's running. Uh, so who knows? But oh. back to the Chargers here. Why would you ever think that the Patriots would? Dennis Chargers, Chargers better offense than the Giants. Not great. Um, Patriots just if that if that team that showed up against the Giants and the Meadowlands shows up against the Chargers, Chargers wanted to do much to cover that spread. In my opinion, yeah, I'll also take the Chargers. Chargers for sure, obviously. Obviously, obviously, of course. Maybe the next one, not so obvious. The Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons minus two at the New York Jets. The Italian Stallion is going to be at the Meadowlands on Sunday to watch his favorite Dirty Bird Falcon team play the Jets. I hate to do this. I really hate to do it. Put him on the Dunzo list weeks ago. It's paid off because they pretty much haven't covered anything since. And then and then put them off the Dunzo list. Yeah. And now they're back on the Dunzo. Well, I wasn't allowed. You didn't allow me to take them off, so I've just left them on there. No, I didn't stop you from doing anything. I just said that was ridiculous that you could just take them, put them on the Dunzo list, then they're not Dunzo anymore. Yeah, no, it sounds stupid, but hey, it is what it is. But I'm taking the Jets. You know why? Because I don't trust Atlanta. I don't trust what's going on you're down taking, there. All of a sudden, you're taking Tim Boyle. Yeah, yeah. Outside, over. I don't trust the Falcons to come up in cold weather and play. They're a dome team. I yeah, believe. I, I would. I, would trust, I, would I don't trust them. Arthur Smith, who somehow now wants to use Bijan Robinson, but doesn't want to use the other weapons. This game is the minus two. This game should not be as close as it is. I, I the spread should not be as close as it is. I, Atlanta's leading that division. Okay. I yeah, I'm I'm back in the Jets. I'm taking the Jets. So what do you think Tim Boyle is going to do? 120 yards, four picks, one touchdown? It's going to be that a 10-7 game. Win. The Jets yeah, might I, win this game 13-7. If I could jump in if I could jump in here, i got to disagree with you. One of our few disagreements. So i, I got to take the Falcons. <laughs> and because of the name Dom just referenced, Tim Boyle, I, I just don't trust him to have a good game. Um, and I think the Falcons get led by Dijon Mustard. Um, I think Dijon, Dijon Mustard has a wide, wide stop showing me the people score on his film. Yeah, no, so Dom, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we can't hear the music that you're playing. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, also, sir. there's when you listen to this podcast afterwards, there is a bed that's currently playing, so they wouldn't hear it anyway. Yeah. Right. I well, think a little behind the scenes here, you know? I think Dijon Mustard, a.k.a. Bijan Robinson, um, can get them at least a three-point win. On this on this Jets team, where I, I do not trust Tim Boyle to be getting the ball downfield, so uh, neither do I. An ugly ugly game. Give me the Falcons. So you're on Atlanta as well, then, Dom. I am on Atlanta unless somehow miraculously they last second Jets start Trevor Simeon. <laughs> nope. Didn't even know he was on the roster. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Big old game. Kind of excited that this is a four o'clock game and not uh the Sunday night or Monday night game. I guess it would probably be more likely Sunday night, but. San Francisco, it's fun to say, minus three at Philly. I'm kind of perplexed by this spread. I'm trying to understand it. Where is Fletcher Cox healthy? Is he actually even going to play? The Eagles have been just absolutely battle-tested the last couple of weeks. Somehow they have come out the other side in all of these games. But eventually you figure something has to give. And the Niners probably look like they're the best team again. Because they're healthy again, even though they have the three losses. But 
in those three losses, they didn't have their allotment of weapons. They didn't have Williams at left tackle. So I want to start with you, Matt, and know if you're riding with the Eagles or if you think 49ers are going to come into town and cover that spread. Yeah, Dennis, I mean, this is an obviously completely different scenario from Giants-Patriots, but I'm also very perplexed by this spread because I thought at the very least, I mean, you mentioned Fletcher Cox, but at the very least, I thought this would have been another situation where they give the Eagles the minus two, minus two and a half, where it's they give them that because flip a coin, who's going to win if you're if you're a betting person, but they give the Eagles the the win, they give the Eagles the advantage because of home field. That, that's what I expected. Minus three seems very generous. That having been said, the Eagles are right where they were last year, but are still just not... The Eagles are not as good as they were last year, in my opinion. I said exactly what I said, or I stand by exactly what I said going into this year, that the Eagles were still going to be good. They were still going to be the NFC's favorite. They were still probably going to be the NFC favorite, if not close to the NFC favorite. And that prediction's panned out exactly the way I thought it would. They've been battle-tested more than they were last year. They've had so many wins in one-score games that could have gone either way that they could have three, four losses. Keep in this mind, could, this keep could in go. Mind, they're one loss, New York Jets. Yes, and Dom, I thank you and the Jets for that, so I don't have to hear about them being undefeated. Dennis, as far as the San Francisco 49ers go, San Francisco started the year fantastic, exactly the way we thought they were. Took the foot off the gas a little bit, and then we're like, oh, oh, maybe it's the Eagles to lose again. San Francisco coming back, as we expect. There's too many offensive weapons, just too much talent on that team for them to ride off into the sunset. As much as this spread perplexes me, and I, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to say the Eagles concern me. I'm, I'm concerned about how, how the Eagles are playing in such close games because I want them to lose. Give me San Francisco. Yeah, Niners. So I give me the Niners. These one score games have been happening so much where the Eagles win. The Niners are the only team in the NFC that you could argue is better than they are. I don't think the Niners let that one score game happen again. I really like the Niners in this one. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fantastic game. It's going to come down to the wire. But I think that last score for the Niners gets them a lead that's more than three points. Dom, let's, I'll go to you first before I go. What do you think? I think it's going to be a three-score game. I mean, three-point game. I was about to say. Um, <laughs> I see the Eagles pulling it out somehow. I see the Eagles pulling it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By three. Well, they don't have... I mean, it doesn't matter. If they win, they win by a point. They. No, they I'm, I'm just saying. I think it's going to okay. be a field goal game. Okay. I'm with you, Matt. I would have assumed coming in that this would be... Even if you wanted to give the Niners the benefit of the doubt, because outside of the games where they've been tested and lost, they've just blown everybody out. They're annihilating teams. When Debo Samuel's on the field, when Christian McCaffrey's on the field, Trent Williams at left tackle, I think, is the key for this game. He allows Brock Purdy to feel much more comfortable in the pocket, gives him the allotted time to make the read, throw the ball here and there. We don't see him go deep too often. 
Even if he does, though, Brandon Ayuk, I think he's talked about now as I would put him close to being a top 10 receiver in this league. Their defense is turning the football over. I, I look at this game, and I, it's easy. Take the Eagles. Why could How could you not take the Eagles? They're getting the points. They're at home. You think they're not pissed off about this? That crowd... I hate going against Jalen Hurts. I really do. Because I really like Jalen Hurts. But I'm going to take San Fran because I think <laughs> this is where Vegas knows something. Right? Like, And San Fran's going to walk in here. They're going to look dominant. It'll be close. But they might win by a touchdown. It might even get up to 10 if you get a field goal here and they quick turnover plus field territory. Eagles stop them, but you still get a field goal. A scenario like that. And I think this is the perfect spot for Philly to wake up and start playing their best football. You mentioned it, and I'm, I agree with you. I wouldn't well, – I, I partially agree with you. They haven't played their best football yet this year. We've seen them kind of look better and better. We've seen them win these games. They're looking better and better each week, finding ways to win. But I think the changes with the offensive and defensive coordinators took much longer to develop than maybe they were hoping for. So I think when it's all said and done – as Dom is enjoying an ice cream cone, trying to get me off kilter. It's not going to work, buddy. Even though you do look damn fine eating that chocolate ice cream. Just sent me a eight ball request. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Am I boring you as I wax poetic about the Eggles? One of my favorite memes is when it's like, my dog just died. And then it's the eight ball request. <laughs> not eight ball, though. It's beer pong. I'm, ta- I'm taking San Fran. I think San Fran's going to cover. And I think it's going to wake... It's it's almost going to be a good loss for Philly. They're still going to be in the driver's seat for the one seed. They'll have the game advantage. They'll have to lose again for San Fran to enter in a tiebreaker. And I think it wakes them up. The Eagles most likely win out. And then, hell, they got the Giants twice left on their schedule. So dial up that for two more wins. Hey, the Jets beat uh, the Eagles. Just saying. Yeah, that's great, Dumb. It means your job. I'm starting to say your Giants can possibly be. No, 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 no. Not this late in the season. Not when there's a lot on the line. Uh, see, I'm taking San Fran because I think it's going. It somehow will benefit both of the teams for San Fran to win. I just hope it doesn't disappoint. Much like this Pac-12 championship game is not disappointing. Three-point game minutes ago. Uh, so you're on Philly. Yes, I'm on Philly. And Matt, who did you take? I was on San Fran. We're on San Fran, too. All right. That's what I figured. Uh, I mean, Dom, do you have anything to say? Dom, do you even take any, I don't know, like, do you get any happiness knowing that the one blunder on a really good football team schedule is because of you? I do. Uh, I'm enjoying that. Oh, all right. It looks almost as much as you're enjoying that ice cream cone? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I love, I love the analysis, by the way. It's just top tier. Yes. Is that your, la- is that your last pick? Because I have a... Have no, more. we have a six-pack of picks here. Obviously, you don't listen to this segment of the show either. Next game. Wait, we, right. we do seven this week. Why it's would fun. we do seven? Because I want to do seven. No. I have one I'm looking at right now. It's a really interesting one. All right, what's the game? Browns-Rams. Yeah, we're not doing that. Houston Texans, minus three at home against Denver. I will start. Give me the Texans. Everybody's riding high on the Broncos. They do look good. Turn one and five or whatever. Turn it around. Russell Wilson starting to cook. 
they're riding out in Broncos country. Sean Payton making Nathaniel Hackett look like a real bad coach after he goes away and now Sean Payton turning it around. Defense really showing up. Don't matter. I'm taking the potential MVP of the league, C.J. Stroud, and the Texans to cover. Strano, Matt and Move, your pick. Yep. I will uh, I'll take this one away. Um, Dennis, I mean, you can't can't discredit what C.J. Stroud has done. Uh, he had a slow slow week last, last week. Uh, I mean, it started slow, I should say. I, I got to take the Broncos. <laughs> I mean, they're just better coached. Uh, well, better so, defense. D'Amico Ryans wouldn't say that. Better defense. Thank you, Dom. Uh, more experienced quarterback, although he makes me cringe every time I see him and every time I see his stupid Subway commercials. That are not Should have just handed it off to Marshawn Lynch. They find their way on Twitter X. Um, the one where he's like, that's my danger witch. Ooh, that is dangerous. Freaks me out. It's freaking t- it wakes me up at night in the middle of the night with a cold sweat. Um, great game. Looking forward to this one. Um, give me the Broncos. It's, it's going to be I think, I mean, if you look at past scores of Houston and Denver, they're all 21 to this, 21 to that, 21 to 18, 21 to that. It's going to be the, the same the same story in this one, too. I think the Broncos get the edge. Yeah. I'm with uh, Matt. Better defense, better coach. As frustrating as Russell Wilson can be, I'm taking the Broncos as well. <laughs> All right, final game, fellas. Mateo, it's your game, so we'll start with you. Your boys, Detroit Lions. All of a sudden, not looking so hot. Jared Goff turning into a pumpkin, if not turning the football over quite a bit in the last couple of games. Not very like how we have seen Jared Goff perform the last couple, or give it a year and a half almost. Hope that it's a get-right game. Going to Nolens. Orleans Saints trying to get back in to the playoff hunt. Saints got a couple of injuries. Don't know if Chris Olave is going to play. Uh, Shahid, I think he's already been ruled out. Kamara, a little touch and go all week. So you got. You riding with your boys? I'm, I'm riding with my boys. Um... Another another indoor game for Jared Goff. Um, he's had all year to, and, and last year obviously too, to get adjusted to just playing the majority of his games indoors. No exception. Loud venue, even though the Saints have a losing record. Um, you know, you're coming off a Thanksgiving game. You got a long, long rest. Uh, to your point, Jared Goff, a guy that I picked up in fantasy because Trevor Lawrence, as good of a quarterback as he is, is not a good fantasy quarterback as far as points are concerned in fantasy. Um, I do think Jared Goff bounces back in this one. I think the Lions are still just such a fantastic team. Um, I like that spread. I don't I don't like a blowout, but I like the minus four and a half uh, for the Lions. I, I, I honestly like it. I, and, who knows? There's still plenty, plenty of NFL season to go. Knock on wood. There's plenty of opportunities for injuries, which I don't, don't want. Obviously, but the Lions would be a, a pick that I would have to make it far. I've said that all year, um, not just because they're my boys, but yeah, give me the Detroit Lions. They're gonna bounce back game after Thanksgiving with this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Saints. Oh. I think Derek Carr bounces back. Saints take sole possession of first place. I'm going with the Saints for this one. But I don't know if they would take sole possession because Atlanta's already... Well, if the Jets end up winning and New Orleans wins, which I don't see the Jets winning, but that could happen if the Jets win. 
Also, me and uh, me and social media manager Lauren are planning a a quick weekend getaway to the tropical island of Detroit, uh, potentially in January. So, if Detroit's in there, there's a playoff game. I might I might find my way into Ford Field. Who knows? Get some Little Caesars on the way. Little Caesars are terrible. Dom, you're from New Haven. You eat modern. Do not eat <laughs> Little Caesars. <laughs> Is right thing? Why did that even pop in? That's Detroit. From Detroit. For dumb, you were in the Matt and Dennis Connecticut offices. You can literally go to Modern tomorrow if you wanted to. No, I'm a, I'm a Peppy's guy. You, you know, you know, in the the scene in Christmas Carol, where the ghost comes in, he's like, "I am not able to do this. I'm not able to stay around." It's like this is the curse I bear. Like me and Dennis be like, we are not able to eat Modern. Which Christmas Carol are we talking about? Talking about Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not able to go to zoo parties or modern zoo parties. Very underrated. They don't get in, they don't get enough love. I'll Party. tell you what's good: a base. I've heard that. I've heard it's good. I haven't had, but zoo parties. So social media manager Lauren was not crazy about zoo parties, and I thought that was one of the best I've had in that area. The parties is great. A base is actually in North Haven, though. And Dennis, you're a West Haven guy, so that makes sense that you're going to like some parties. Well, you know. Before yeah. we end this show, I have two things. One, well, I have hold to on. Ask We're you. not done with picks yet. What are you doing here? Just say, we got one on more. the show, we lock two games a week. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Uh, we throw in a lock, not two games. Last week was two games. Uh, we throw in a lock. This is tough for me, but <clears throat> I think I'm going to take San Fran. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. I think I'm going to lock the Niners to cover the three-point spread. This is where my picks are, and I kind of want to roll Detroit, but they've kind of been screwing me the last couple of times I've locked them. So if I'm going to throw faith in anyone to cover a number, I think San Fran is the easy choice right now. So I'm locking San Fran. Matt, who you got? Have- oh. uh, Dennis, I, uh, this one's going to be tricky. Give me the Chargers. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. No, lock, lock the Chargers. Yeah, Dom, the way this works is you pick a team as that we chose. Okay. Yeah, of the teams that you chose, and they have to cover the spread, obviously. And if you hit it, you get a bonus point. I'm locking the Bucks. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right. Locking the Bucks. You got to throw oh, some yeah. actual shekels on? This is your game. You're locking this game. We'll yeah. roll money on FanDuel, DraftKings. What do you got? I will throw money down with you on another game. What game I would that bet, be, Joe Flacco? I will bet you, I will bet you around. I'll bet you a, you're coming home for Christmas Eve. I'll bet you a round of drinks that the Browns beat the Rams. What's a round of drinks? That means I'm buying you a beer, or am I buying beers for everybody that we're at the bar with? I'll buy you your first two rounds. I'll bring the beers. I'll no, when we go out, I'll no. buy you. Breaking news, Purdue, the number one team in the country, has just lost to Northwestern in overtime. 92 to 88. Damn. That's a shame. Did UConn lose? I assume they did. I lost 69 to 65. Uh, but anyways, Dennis. Also shout out, congrats to Washington. They're the Pac-12 champions. Three-point win. Hell of a game. Dennis Johnson, over a buck 50 yards, two tutties. Had himself a hell of a day. But humor, humor me, Dennis. Two rounds on me. Joe Flacco. Two rounds now. Joe Flacco reads the Browns to a victory. Any victory or like just this week? This week, because he, he might not start the week after once Thompson's back. So this week, 
Browns, led by Joe Flacco, beat the Rams. Yeah, but they might. They have such a great defense. They might win that game in spite of him. Okay, how about he throws for or at not. least despite him? I think it's despite. How about you pick the amount of yards he throws, and I'll say whether he'll beat that or not. You already think he's going to throw for over 200. 200 flat. You think he hits 200? 200 flat. I don't know. It's tough. The Rams aren't that good. For two rounds when you come home for Christmas. All right. How about this? We'll make it 200 and under two interceptions. So he can throw a pick, but he can't. Okay. Okay. So if he hits 200, he throws a pick, buy you a beer. All right, deal. Matt, you want in on this? Because you're probably coming home too, right? I will. So, um, again, we will uh, advertise this uh, for the next 23 days now. Uh, Matt and Dennis, oh, we always mess up. Fourth or fifth? Fourth. Matt and Dennis, fourth annual. Right. I thought we were, in the, we were trying to see third or fourth. I think it's fourth. Matt and Dennis, fourth annual Christmas episode. Because we did one by ourselves, and then we had your brother and your dad for two of them. I was there. I was there for one on Christmas Eve. I think you were there for the first one, maybe potentially. Yeah, at your mom's that house. That we did in the, that's what I mean in the living room. He was not be named. Was there? Italian Stallion was there. But Matt, you want you want in on this? You want in on this bet? What's the bet again? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Joe Flacco throws at least two hundred yards and less than two picks. And I'll buy you a round of beer if he doesn't. You buy me a round of beer if he does. No, but I think he would. Less than two, less than two picks. And at, at at least two hundred yards. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would be in support of Joe Flacco on that. All right, so Matt's in on it. So Dennis buys you. I got two beers on the hook now. This is unfortunate. Two beers on the hook. We'll just keep talking it up, and then I got to pee. Um, Matt Dennis Pod, uh, fourth annual Christmas episode. With the uh, uh, traditional um, meet Matt and Dennis meet and greet at Hard Hat, uh, following the recording of the show, um, as we do every Christmas Eve. So we look forward to that. No, Christmas Eve, Eve, Christmas Eve. No, it's Christmas Eve. We do this. We don't mess. Okay. On December twenty fourth, we typically record the show around ten thirty, eleven o'clock in the morning. Then we go slam a few drinks, watch some early football games, and then we go our separate ways and do our family stuff. So. As we always do, Mad Dennis Christmas episode, Lemoncello, and then uh, the post post show at the Hard Hat, which we always look forward to. Anyone that's listening can meet us there. Uh, before we before we end this, Matt, we talk NHL real quick. Patrick Kane. Well, no, not that. But Bruins have four losses. I'd like to point out two of those are from the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, it's fantastic. Where they in the standings? Red Wings are. Looking at it right now, Bruins are first, Red Wings are fourth. That's what I thought. Okay, um, so we will see where uh, the standings uh, lie after this weekend in football. Dennis will be hosting the next episode of the podcast. I'll be hosting, so he will re- he will recap um, what we got coming up after that. So college football, we didn't really get to a whole lot. What a shame! Um, championship uh, Saturday, Dom. Since you're the guest, I'll give you the floor as we wrap up. Any closing thoughts? About anything? Not anything. It's like well, uh, thanks for thanks for having me on for the first time in a couple of years. I know it was Dennis's idea, so thank you, Dennis. 
Um, appreciate it. And uh, hopefully the uh, Aaron Rodgers comes back this year and both our teams play well again because I know how frustrating it can be. And uh, hopefully I win this bet against Dennis. Joe Flacco. Joey Cool. Joe Flacco. So will Dennis buy me a beer too? If, yeah. So Joe Flacco throws 200 more yards and less than two picks. Dennis buys each one of us a beer. What if he throws two picks? Then we lose. And I, then you buy me a beer. Right, yeah. So he could throw one pick. Again, two beers. Throw one pick. But he has to throw 200 yards or more. Okay. All right, yeah, I'm yeah he can throw no picks but throw for a buck 20, which he probably will. Then I still win. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. Um, Dennis, Thank, any- thanks again for having me, fellas. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Don. Dennis, do you have anything to, to add? Only to cross your fingers out there, everybody. Pray for some chaos tomorrow on the final day of college football championship. But we've gotten chalk. Liberty won their conference championship tonight. They were supposed to. They finished with an undefeated season. Shout out Jamie Chadwell, first-year head coach. He left the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. First year at Liberty, undefeated. Pretty impressive. Washington now, they're going to finish 13-0, and so they're obviously going to the college football playoff. Don't give us chalk. For the love of God, don't make this easy on the committee and just have Georgia win, Florida State win, and Michigan win where we have all undefeated teams, and then it's very easy to make a decision. Oregon's already out. Let's get some upsets going here. You know what yeah, I mean? Do you, do, you, do you feel Alabama's going to beat Georgia? No, I don't. Even though Alabama has not lost in Atlanta as an underdog. So take that for what it's worth. Okay. All right. We wrap it up there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as always, our episodes, uh, previous and current, are on Twitter or slash X at Matt Dennis Pod. Uh, we want to thank uh, oh, one more, one more thing, one more thing. Uh, for all the soccer fans out there, Wrexham AFC, watch Welcome to Wrexham on Hulu. My new favorite team in England, currently in second place in English League Two, trying to get back to the Premier League. Great show. Team is owned by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElmady from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Highly recommend. Yeah, I've been to watch that, actually. Um, yeah, from my co-host, Dennis Vinci, our good friend Dom Costanza making his return to the pod as he's showing us his nipples and Columbus Blue Jackets tattoo. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for coming on the show. Um, my every- pleasure. Don't, don't make this uh, every four-year thing. No, no, come back on. Every five years. Four years, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Hey, uh, our, our buddies out there that uh, that do tune in, um, you guys are also welcome on the show. Dom, first guest of the football season. So, uh, Wow, I'm honored. I will be uh, going to bed shortly after this, driving to Fort Lauderdale to go see a bunch of bands on a beach in Fort Lauderdale. So my condolences to everyone up north. That uh, has to deal with the elements. Congratulations to the Gill family on the little one. I know we said that uh, in the last week, but uh, hopefully uh, he who should not be named takes uh, our podcast idea or, or Twitter idea and runs with it. Um, all right. Four. Matt, hey, congratulations to you, Matt. Two months married. Boom. Um, for a good friend, Dom Costanzo, for my co-host, Dennis Fincy. My name is Matt Scarano. You've been listening to Matt and Dennis. We're on Twitter again. X, Matt Dennis Pod. Thanks so much for listening. We're out of here. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you earlier next week. Dennis. Adios.